Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello again, listeners. Last week we learned from Luke 9.51 that Jesus is a Savior who was determined to suffer. He was intent on going to Jerusalem, where he would suffer and die for the sins of his people. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, displayed his extraordinary love for sinners by his death on the cross. He willingly suffered this agonizing death because of his love for sinners like you and I. Last week we ended by asking the question, How will you respond to this message? How will you respond to Jesus? In order to receive the forgiveness of your sins, and in order to receive peace with God, you must believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. When you believe in Him, your sins will be forgiven, and you will have peace with God. That is the good news of the gospel. But there is more to believing in Jesus than simply accepting the forgiveness of your sins. To believe in Him also means that you must follow Him. The question is, of course, what does it mean to follow Jesus? And what do you expect from following Jesus? Do you expect a life free from suffering? Do you expect Jesus to give you perfect health and wealth and happiness? What are your expectations? In Luke 9.23, Jesus tells us what it means to follow Him when He says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. This is not an easy thing to understand or accept. Jesus says that if we want to follow him, we have to deny ourselves and we have to take up our cross. That sounds like it could be a very difficult task. Today I would like to briefly examine with you what Jesus meant by these words. We will do that by listening to what Jesus has to say to a man who wanted to follow him. It seems like this man was particularly eager to follow Jesus. He says, I will follow you wherever you go. It seems that he knew something of the cost of following Jesus. But it's clear from Jesus' reply that this man had not really counted the cost of discipleship. It seemed he was not completely aware of what following Jesus would involve. Otherwise, why would Jesus give him such an answer? Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. It's as if Jesus says, Do you know what you're in for? Do you really know what is expected of you? It really sounds as if Jesus is giving this man a reality check, and even a warning Foxes and birds have a more permanent home on this earth than Jesus does. The point is that Jesus has no permanent place on this earth, and neither do any of his followers. Jesus was a temporary resident of this world. He was only here for a short time, and it's not just that he did not own a home, but he did not belong. He did not belong to this world. Jesus told the Jews, You are from below, but I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. What Jesus meant is that he did not come to set up an earthly kingdom. 
His kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. So when we follow Jesus, we must keep in mind that this world, as we know it, is a temporary world. Life on this earth is temporary. And one day, when Jesus comes back on the clouds of heaven, this world will be purified with fire. We read that in 2 Peter 3 verse 10. That's why it was not possible for the Son of Man to have a permanent home in this world. Now, the point Jesus wants us to understand is that if you are a follower of Jesus, you do not have a permanent home in this world either. Followers of Jesus are temporary residents on planet Earth in its present condition. That doesn't mean that we cannot or should not own property or have jobs, but there will come a time when we have to let go of this life and the things of this life when we go to our real home. Therefore, we must never get too attached to our homes and to the things of this life, to our possessions. We are here for a limited time, listeners. That is how Christ looked at his life. He knew his time was short. He had set his face to go to Jerusalem because he knew he was bound for heaven. As a follower of Jesus, is that how you look at life as well? When you sign a mortgage or when you plan a career or plan for retirement? Do you regard these things as temporary? Do you regard these things as of secondary importance? Of course, Jesus is not saying that we may not do any of these things. Neither is he saying that we should take a vow of poverty and give every last dime we have to the poor. Jesus does not tell us that his followers cannot have money or possessions. But the important question for us is, How much value do you attach to these earthly things? Do you love Jesus more than you love your possessions? Do you love Jesus more than your retirement fund? Do you love him more than your yearly vacation? You see, dear listeners, you and I are only passing through. Everything that we have today will be left behind when we die. You cannot take it with you. And that knowledge should affect how you live this life, as a follower of Christ. Being followers of Jesus means that we have to live without being permanently attached to anything in this life. It means that our focus is not on the things of this earth, but on the things of the kingdom of God. That is how the Old Testament patriarch Abraham lived as well. He was a sojourner in the land of Canaan, a land that God promised to him. He lived in a tent. He had no permanent home. Even though he was very wealthy, he lived like a pilgrim and a stranger in the land that was promised to him and his descendants. But he did so in faith, knowing that his true home was with God. And like Abraham, we know that this present earth is not our permanent home. Our permanent home is still coming on the next earth when the followers of Christ will dwell with God forever. And the Bible makes it clear that the sacrifices we make today will one day be paid in full. When this earthly journey is over, nothing can compare with the glories and the wonders and the beauty of life to come. Nothing can compare with the glories and the wonders and the beauty of the life that is to come, which we will experience on the new earth. And we will get to enjoy the new earth forever. Then we will know God like we cannot know him now, and we will know Christ 
like we have never known him before. We will see him, we will be near him, and he will be near us, and God will dwell with us. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples who did give up everything to follow him. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. Matthew 19. There are so many people today who seem to think that the message of the gospel is that Jesus loves you and has wonderful plans for your life. The truth is, however, that Jesus never presents the Christian life as a life of ease, but always as a life of sacrifice. His message always is, I love you and I have a plan for your life that includes difficulty on this side of eternity so that you can enjoy a wonderful life on the other side of eternity. And we all go through difficult times in this life, listeners. Many times we must do without good things, without good health, without financial security, without children, or without a spouse. And doing without is difficult. It can be very discouraging. But then let's remember that the Son of God himself was willing to give up many things to become a man and becoming our Savior. Let's remember that Jesus knows what it is to do without, what it means to have no home, no acceptance, without the understanding of his family and people. And at the end of his life, he did without friends and companionship. He even did without the care of his heavenly Father. He gave up all earthly pleasure because he was pleased to suffer for the sins of his people. He knows what it feels like to do without. And while he does not promise his followers a life of ease, he does promise to be with us and help us in our struggles. Yes, it is costly to follow Jesus. But the cost is temporary, while the reward is eternal. And Jesus promised to help us obtain that reward. He has given his Holy Spirit to encourage us and strengthen us for the journey of this life. He promises to help anyone who asks. That's the kind of Savior he is. I hope and pray this message encourage you to follow Jesus. Thank you for listening. Until next week, the Lord willing.